uh, Martin Klaassen and uh, welcome to another edition of uh, Light Talk. Um, today my special guest is uh, Peli Ho. Welcome Peli. Thank you man. Peli is the chairman and founder of uh, Unios Lighting and uh, I would like to find out a little bit more about uh, this new kid on the block as I want to call you. Uh, I don't often um, talk to lighting manufacturers because we're obviously an independent lighting designer, but I think in this case it's an interesting uh, situation because you came into the market not that long ago and you really have built up a very big reputation. So, welcome Paley. Um, tell you. us a bit about Paley Ho. Who is Paley Ho? What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, originally uh, a business management and accountant yeah. by trade. Yeah. Uh, was an auditor for Pricewaterhouse for a little bit of time until uh, really found the, the entrepreneurship and wanted to do lighting um, uh, in a more uh, sort of modern and holistic fashion. Um, in 2011, we saw that LEDs were just coming in and emerging into our industry and uh, for me, I'd been in lighting for about nine plus years at that stage and thought that someone can, can do this better. Why does it have to be exorbitantly expensive um, in 2011 and how are we able to adopt a bit of uniqueness to what was quite a just a general sort of type of lighting concept for, for that technology so um, it was really interesting for us and uh, started off with literally just a couple of sketches on a bit of yellow fax paper yeah. uh, out of my dad's office. Uh, I saw them, you, you showed them on your uh, history, your little history wall in your office right, in your, in your showroom, yeah very nice. Yeah, I love that. It yeah. was it was just more uh, just to just to have a spurt of imagination and and really felt that just having a couple of sketches and reiteration and reiteration until it kind of looked like a, a luminaire that uh, was uh, designed for Australia and that was the, the the main intent and saw sort of parts of a downlight and a wall light that I thought was missing in the market. And uh, it took 12 months to sort of realize into a physical product and a sample. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it was time to hit the road in a Toyota Camry. So that was my trusted old Toyota from Camry. The of, from the back of the booth of your car. Literally from the back of the boot of the Toyota Camry. Oh, wow. uh, so are you saying that the accountant in you sort of drove you to see if you could develop something more affordable? A little bit about that, yeah, I think, uh, one, there was the affordability of it, um, but given that uh, I'm Perth born and raised, uh, in WA we had a lot of uh, voltage fluctuations over here, and uh, in terms of the quality and the reliability, back in 2011, it wasn't as stable as uh, we would have liked, uh, and thus I went into uh, a way of thinking to change that and, and take a sort of a modern digital approach to it. Because you've really established yourself amongst lighting designers, architects, interior designers. I think by now you really uh, have earned your place uh, in this market. I think so. Because <laughs> you, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't be talking. Yeah. I think. Um, but what are sort of the challenges that you that you found along the way to, to reach where you are today? Uh, there's certainly been a lot of challenges. Uh, I can think back to. Um, I dealt with a lot of rejection probably, um, that was the hardest thing, is to get adoption at the start. You know, naive, 25 year old, coming out of university, having literally physical samples and at the back of a Camry with no website at all. It was hard to convince, you know, this was going to, to change the new way of lighting in, in WA. Um, fortunately, a few clients gave me an opportunity 
Um, and, and from there, sort of word of mouth got out and um, over the last few years, it's really transitioned from there. Um, as well as that, I think the, probably the biggest hurdle for me is uh, in about 2013, we secured a, a pretty large project at the time. And as a small business, you that know, would have were, that would have helped. It would have really helped, and yeah. uh, it was an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and then, sort of coming towards the, the final push of manufacturing right. and, and getting it to fulfillment, unfortunately, uh, the, the particular project needed to be pushed forward, right. and uh, supply needed to be done two weeks earlier than the expected ETA. Uh, and at that particular time, as a, as a small business, you strapped the cash. Uh, you, we didn't have the lo logistics um, to be able to get it over here quicker. It was already on a sea container. So we ended up having to fast manufacture the same batch again right. and air freight it over just to help out the client. Unfortunately, we lost money on that particular opportunity, but uh, our commitment to delivering a successful outcome for the client yeah. um, was, was really uh, the, the outcome that we wanted. I think we all go to that stage where we need to invest something to create something. Mm. I mean, you have to break an egg to <laughs> make an omelette, right? <laughs> so, I, I think we all go to that. I've had that myself also in my own practice. Uh, I've gone to situations where money was really scarce and we had to you know, support ourselves until we get that other big project uh, to move forward. I think yes. it, it's, it's common for all businesses, but today I think um, you're there. Um, you obviously you have a combination of manufacturing in China and assembling it over here, is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Uh, so uh, all the design and engineering is based locally here in Perth, um, uh, in our headquarters here. Uh, and essentially we do a lot of 3D modeling, a lot of prototyping based from here, um, but a lot of the toolings happen offshore. And uh, the fortunate thing is uh, my uncle in manufacturing for a lot of time, uh, right. uh, 30 plus years now, uh, and he's uh, our director of our China operations uh, over there. And it's good to sort of bounce things off of them um, because they have insight and the communication is seamless between um, myself and our engineering team and uh, our operations team over there. Um, and from there, we can really curate a product uh, that's semi-finished. And as you mentioned, Martin, that sort of final bit of uh, finishing from optics, lenses, the diffusers that we use, um, they come as semi-finished and then we assemble it locally here in Perth. Right, okay. So how, what drives you to new developments? How do you make that decision to develop a new product? Or what is it that tells you, oh, I need to develop this now. This is what the market wants. How do you get that intel? How do you drive your team um, to develop your, your range of products? It's a really good question. I'm mean, always trying to improve on this. Because unfortunately... I mean, I like to give my input to what I would like to say. But uh, how do you do it? Uh, well, not every product release that we've uh, launched has been widely successful, unfortunately, no. but uh, most of it comes from um, lighting design feedback, yes. um, consultants that are really giving us an indication of what trends they would like mm -hmm. to see. Uh, we've, we've vet with a lot of um, just conversations like we're having now yeah. over coffee, just to get a bit of an understanding of, you know, application-wise, yeah. you know, how would you like to uh, light a... a a sort of a museum or a foyer or a penthouse and sort of understanding that um, because that gives us a good indication how do we design luminaires that are best um, or providing the tools mm. um, for, for professionals to be able to utilize that um, into their design. Does it mean you customize also a lot of your products to 
satisfy requirements from specific projects? Often enough, uh, we, we customise everything from finishes right. to optics that need to be a certain beam angle. Um, you know, we've gone from lenses that we thought the, the sharpest we could get was around 12 degrees. We've had some at now 5 degrees. Yeah. So really customising that for um, designers to really get the outcome that they want, whether it's focusing on you know, a, a table in a hospitality scene or it's onto some beautiful artwork. So. Yeah. I think that sets you apart also from quite a lot of the, the big boys is your ability of being flexible uh, and as a new kid on the block I think you need that because me, as a lighting designer I really need that sort of support, that sort of thinking along. I need this, I don't have it, can I get it? Mm. Uh, and being able to find a partner and it's not just you but in, in general companies that are flexible enough to adjust to the demands of projects, mm. demands of the market, uh, I think it's really critical and to me that is one of the attractive points of, of Unios as, as a company, is the, the ability um, to listen to the designers and the specifiers. You see, okay, this is what we need. Let's see if we can help you, mm. right? And I think, uh, yeah, uh, to me, that's one of the, the big uh, points that uh, attracts me to, to the brand uh, and your team. Uh, I don't know how you have put your team together, but you've got a, a team that supports very well. I think that's uh, quite crucial, I think, for lighting designers, being able to pick up the phone and say, hey, Haley, I need this and this, can you help me? Right? Uh, I guess I'm, I may be like that, but I'm sure others are, are with that, uh, like that with you as well. No, I really appreciate uh, the kind comments, Martin. I mean, that, that is really us in a nutshell, mm. is we don't want to be that big, large corporate entity mm. that is so hard to turn and it's almost quite rigid. Um, and don't get me wrong, coming from our audit background is important to have process and stage mm -hmm. gates, etc. Uh, but we feel that, I guess, given sort of our young driven team and our culture, uh, we're, we're very much an agile sort of functioning mm -hmm. company uh, and we need to be flexible and uh, being able to pivot where trends are noticeable uh, and traditionalist thinking um, might not be the path for us to sort of transcend out uh, for, for Unios anyway. Sure. Uh, so that's our mentality. Have you had any run-ins run with the big boys, like the established lighting manufacturers? Are they looking at you like, what's this kid doing here? Uh, we get comments every now and then, uh, but for us, uh, for us, it's, it, we, we practice uh, the infinite game, and it's uh, some, someone that I uh, hold high regard for, which is Simon Sinek, mm -hmm. and talks about, uh, really for us, it's about internal improvement um, before we worry about um, I guess the outside noise, we've got to be aware of it, mm. um, but ultimately we're trying to play a game within ourselves to try to self-improve our product and Way to go, yeah. uh, instead of going, oh, I need to beat X competition mm. or I need to beat Y competition, uh, that for us is not our mindset. It yeah. is about, all right, well, how do we get the best outcome for Martin, right, in his, in his application? How do we improve the efficiency of this pro uh, product? How do we build a digital tool that really provides a, a convenience or saves time for you right. um, from a documentation point of view. So we're not really going, oh, what's that other person doing? Let's, let's do that. Because um, I think that's a very slippery slope. Mm. Well, I think that's, that really is also one of your strong points, I think, being focused on what you feel you need to do and not be distracted by what the outside world may expect from you or may want you to do or whether you want to be like one of the other ones. You, 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 I think 
uh, mapping out your own uh, route towards success, I think, um, is, is uh, probably one of the drivers of uh, you getting there in the end. Mm. Right? I, I, I can see that very much. So, in that role, obviously, you liaise with lighting designers uh, as some of your prime uh, clients, I would say. But um, yes. what about interior designers, architects, electrical consultants? Um, are you also much in touch with them, focusing on them as well? Yeah, so we, we cast our um, sort of network quite wide. And as you mentioned, there's, there's architects, interior designers, consulting engineers. Uh, so for us, we have a distributed network that we're very proud of um, uh, all across uh, at the APAC region. Um, but for us, we also have a professional sales team that has really um, been part of the design community. Um, or have vast experience in that, as well as that from a, a trade and a construction side of things as well. So um, them being able to provide insight um, for uh, whether it's the, um, the installation of a particular product in a, a certain ceiling cavity space, or um, from a design functionality, whether or not a, a pin spot versus a dark lighter is going to achieve right. the right outcome for the designer. Right. Uh, so I'd like to think that we, we cover a broad spectrum uh, because we need to. Every stakeholder is extremely important yeah. and everyone has a different understanding of what lighting can do for their yeah. project. Yeah. So understanding that only gives us the, uh, the complete holistic view of how our lighting actually impacts the project. Because you really set your eyes on the world. I, think, I don't know exactly where we met first. I think it was in Singapore. Was I think Singapore. You, you approached me here but I was in Singapore and I think we first met in Singapore. Two years ago, two years ago, or something like that. I don't know. A while ago. Yeah, I think it was about two years ago, yeah, yeah, and I was surprised. I said, "Man, you're you're based in Perth. Yeah. I'm born in Perth. <laughs> it seems very strange to meet over yeah. in Singapore yeah, 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 and come back to yeah. our home ground." So, but I, I think, see, now we are facing an interesting time with the pandemic, where, on one hand, um, we have this international global drive, uh, but on the other hand, now we are faced with a situation where people start to uh, buy local, uh, want to be uh, involved with, with uh, locally available services and products. Mm. Do you see any impact uh, on your business right now because of that? Without a doubt. Uh, that was uh, essentially a strategic initiative that we've been developing over the last 18 months. Uh, we really outgrew our current production, our previous production facility, yeah. uh, and we moved into a brand new headquarters in Nangara, really to bolster uh, not only the inventory perspective as we were outgrowing the warehouse, but also our production capabilities. So things like our assembly line has grew probably 4x, um, sort of in terms of linear fabrication, we're starting to cut mill using CNC machinery, uh, we're starting to have customizable um, linear strips all the way throughout a project and we'll be able to sort of uh, custom detail it within with tails, plugs, type labels all ready to go, so it's literally plug and play and seamless. Um, to a much larger assembly infrastructure. So we're really bolstering local fabrication and local assembly. And I'm really proud of that because uh, that workforce in our production team has grew vastly as well, uh, which is really uh, good for WA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, obviously I'm stuck here because of the pandemic. So <laughs> <laughs> well, not really stuck, but um, travel is really difficult. So we find ourselves uh, doing virtual uh, site reviews and, and things like that. Um, but it is also a time that we, we have for reflection. Where are we? Where are we moving? Uh, what is the future has uh, in, in, in stock for us? 
Um, what, what is your view? Uh, how do you see the future in the next coming years um, for, for your own company and the way lighting and lighting design may develop? Yeah, so there's a, there's a, a few things that come to mind. Uh, there is uh, a very digital enabled approach, which is now more and more, as you mentioned, you know, it's not it's very hard to be face to face now. So digital communications become key. But I think also the digital identification of product selection, um, all the data that comes with that, um, being able to um, easily collate schedules and raw data and information seamlessly. So one is a very much a digital approach which could um, blend into AR, virtual reality and being able to visualise the space. That's where I do see the future going. It's already starting to happen. Um, and the second part of it would be probably IoT technology. And, and having oh, you know we have a big interest in that. We're I know. Really, <laughs> yeah. We're uh, really keen in, in doing this integration of IoT with lighting design. So which, I, I'm looking forward to what you come up with. Yeah, and if, I, if anything. <laughs> well, d data's king now, right? Yeah, uh, and for us as a business, we are making data-driven decisions. Yeah. You know, it's not based on emotion or gut feel anymore, uh, which I can safely say in 2011 when we first started, we didn't have the data. Mm. You, know, you weren't able to even capture it back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so data is key, and I see a world where you have integrated luminaires that could uh, measure shopping, shopping engagement and having sort of traffic workflow in terms of how shoppers are engaging with certain shelves and areas to uh, geofence technology where literally, you know, identify to your phone when you're a kilometre out from your house, the lights are already at the dim state at your, at your comfortable preference uh, with audio built into uh, some of the luminaires, playing your favourite song as you walk through the door. I mean, you know, the world is kind of always and I know I'm sort of stargazing a little bit. Are, but are you giving us a little peek into what's cooking in your kitchen? <laughs> Uh, can't disclose at this stage, but it's, you know, as I said, it's, uh, I do see a future where that is um, going to be the future. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm absolutely convinced as well. The world is changing and moving into that direction, there's no doubt about it. Mm. So, 2021 is obviously 10 years of uh, unions behind you. Um, what's next for the next 10 years? How, where do you see yourself going in the next 10 years? It's a, it's a big question. <laughs> uh, Ten years, uh, I hope to be continuing to be the, the small agile team that we are uh, and to really make an impactful difference, not only from a, just a, an ANZ, which is where we're based, but across Australia Pacific, uh, and to really pioneer uh, an Australian lighting company that is, and Australia's not really commonly looked at no. uh, when it comes to lighting. It's normally out of Europe or, you know, or, or the US. Uh, we'd like to, you know, change that. I don't have often a manufacturer in my back, uh, back garden. No, correct. <laughs> so, Strange enough to be in uh, Australia yeah. than it is back to be in Perth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there we are. So every time we, we speak to someone um, in Southeast Asia, it's like, oh, so you're in Melbourne or Sydney? No, 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 no. We're actually over the other side of the country yeah, yeah, yeah. in Perth. Uh, so uh, for us, we hope, we hope to make um, some, some impact. And for us, uh, we talked about sort of the digital side of things, but uh, we hope from an educational standpoint, we're having these conversations early in the stage of a project. You know, it shouldn't be an afterthought. Sometimes lighting can be, and it's, off, it's often considered to be you know, the last part of the project. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have the time or the resources to, uh, to really invest in this. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to change that sort of dynamic a little bit. Yeah. 
and to have conversations at an early stage to understand you know, how much impact can it have from an emotional standpoint. How can it make us feel more comfortable in environments? Um, and us not really understanding why it's making us feel comfortable. Uh, how can it make us feel more focused? Um, how can it uh, provide wellness so we're getting better deep sleep cycles? Um, I, I mean, see, the list goes all, on. It's all working in your mind. <laughs> yeah, the list goes on, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Paley, congratulations for your first 10 years in business, and I will want to wish you all the best for the next 10 years. Thanks for the interview. Thank you so Thanks, much, Paley. Martin. Appreciate it. Thank you.